Happy Friday, guys. Welcome to the episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Episode 104. We've been cranking them out for you over here at the Let's Talk Dubs studio in Las Vegas, Nevada. And make sure if you guys come to Las Vegas, Nevada, hit me up if you're a V-dubber, man. Maybe we'll kick it for a little bit because my door is always open to my fellow V-dubbers. Anyway, guys, this week's episode is a good one, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, I want to give some shout-outs to some people that supported the podcast by buying some merch. Uh, first shout out goes to Derek Gilliam out of Kingsport, Tennessee, Gregory Hobson out of Jacksonville, North Carolina, Kirk Nagas out of Saskatoon, Canada, and Michael Huppertz out of Stockton, California. Those guys all bought some merch for from the podcast, and I appreciate their support, and that's why they get a shout out. So those dudes are hardcore V-Dub guys, and I appreciate them supporting the podcast. And if you too would like a shout out on the podcast, and you can't find a way to write a five-star review, which is your one way to get a shout out, the other way you get a shout out on the podcast is by going to letstalkdubs.com slash store. Remember, we also have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and join the group on Facebook. So, And now for a shout-out to Matt from Wilmington, North Carolina, who left us a review, five-star review, and it says, I'm in the garage listening to New York Eve Roundtable. Thanks, bro. Swapping the drivetrain on the Brasilia. I got through Mr. Hamrick going with the MoFoCo hydraulic long block and AJ's Phytech setup, daily driven. This is the best podcast for us VW nerds. Well, Matt, we appreciate you for uh, giving us a five-star review and look forward to pumping out more good episodes for you guys. Now, on this week's show, we've got, ready for this, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, as you guys know, holds several records. This particular Lance Armstrong holds the record for splitting a bus tranny case on the Shasta snow trip. Lance Armstrong's been doing the Shasta snow trip for a ton of years, and he's the spokesperson for the Shasta snow trip. So if you dudes want to get out there and cruise your 67 earlier bus that's at least stock height, and you guys want to take it on one unbelievable adventure, this is the trip for you guys. Check out their Facebook group. on uh, It's uh, Mount Shasta snow trip, and it's a bunch of hardcore VW guys. They're probably the most hardcore because they get out there in these freezing temperatures in the snow and they take hundreds of miles of fire roads and they haul it all the way to Mount Shasta. It's an unbelievable adventure. It's a fantastic podcast. On this podcast, we get into his VW history, uh, the collection of buses that he's got right now, and we also get into how the Shasta snow trip started, the history of the Shasta snow trip, some of the highlights over the past few years, some of the ups, some of the downs. But ultimately, if you want to do something solid and build that relationship with your buddies, like a relationship only a Navy SEAL or a prison inmate gets, uh, you do the Shasta snow trip. Hopefully uh, next year I'll have a bus that's uh, stock height enough to go on the Shasta snow trip because it sounds like a freezing cold, balls to the wall, crazy trip to do with a bunch of your buddies man so i commend all these guys for doing the shasta snow trip they are hardcore and this is the story on this week's let's talk dubs with lance armstrong Oh, 
Okay, everybody. So on today's show, uh, I'm pretty excited for this. It's something that I've that I've glanced at from afar for quite a while, and uh, I've got the spokesperson on today on the podcast. So today on the show, we've got Lance Armstrong out of Merlin, Oregon. He's the spokesperson for the Shasta Snow Trip. And he's also involved with the Old Volks Posse out of Oregon. And uh, we're going to learn a lot today about the Shasta, Mount Shasta snow trip. Uh, Lance, welcome to the show today. Howdy, howdy. How's it it going? How's it going? Good. I'm excited to get you on here. We've got a lot to discuss about the Shasta snow trip and all that fun stuff. But we always start out the podcast the same way. What's your VW story and how did you get into Volkswagens? Well, I guess it would start when my... uh parents brought me home from the hospital in 1972 in the back of a 1965 Panama Bay squareback. Nice. I guess that's kind of where it started. I I just, uh, as a child, I grew up in uh, Oakland, California. And as a kid, every car to me was a Herbie. It was a, was a bug. Every, every, Every Volkswagen I saw was a Herbie, right? You know, from the movie, and I was just obsessed with them from a childhood. I uh, had some neighbor, a neighbor uh, down the street that had um, a twenty-three window and a camper bus, and I used to remember watching him work on them, and and never knowing that. Uh, that would be my, in my future, you know? Right. One of those things that you thought was just, just happenstance. And now you're a, a huge portion of your life is connected to the Volkswagen. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm standing, I'm standing here in my shop and I've got three split window buses staring at me in the face right now. <laughs> and, and, and they're, and each one has a, a story. Well, you know, how did you, what was the first Volkswagen you purchased for yourself? First Volkswagen I purchased was a 1963 lowered cow look, uh, bug and, uh, save, save my money. And I was 18 years old and, uh, bought, bought the local hot rod that was ripping around town. That was, you know, the classic cow look. Yeah. Uh, 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 shaved chrome, lowered. And this is uh, this is still in Oakland. No, this is. Uh, I lived in Napa. Oh, okay. A uh, little north of Oakland. Sure. And uh, and that's kind of where I did a lot of a lot of my growing up. I drag raced for 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 years. Uh, uh, quarter mile. Uh, was addicted to that for probably a good five, five years. Yeah. Um, you know, 12 second, uh, door slammer, uh, uh, 20, 2110s, 2180s, 48 IDAs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I probably got about, uh, at least 500 passes down the quarter mile. Wow. In, the, in that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, I mean, I love, I love, love the cars, love the cars. Yeah. And, the, but, and, the, and then, so you start out in the cow look scene and what year is this? Like this is 90. So in the nineties, you're, you're a cow look guy. And, and so I don't know how old you are. I, I'm 48 and hey, I'm 48 too. Okay. Brother. So about the, <laughs> so about the same time 
we're young yep. and hip. I'm a group us together. We're young and hip, and the cow look scene is all all it's about in the, in the VW scene back then. And buses, bus guys were like the weird, like kind of the weird guys. Oh you, yeah, those are the dudes out <laughs> in the back of the swap meet, smoking weed, drinking beer, selling hustling, bracelets, hustling parts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's uh, so. I was the cow look buggy guy. And a couple of my buddies started buying buses. Uh-huh. And uh, so mid, I bought my first bus, my first single cab, which is that uh, my the one I take on the snow trip. I bought my first bus in 90, 95. And, nice. uh, and that's the one I take on the snow trip. And, and, uh, and so... You're you're in the cow look, and then you start you get into buses because a, bu- a couple of your buddies. Now your first bus you buy is a lowered bus. Was this a bus? Did you make it more bone, of a street bone, bus? Bone bone stock beater, uh, sixty three single cab. Um, uh, yeah, no, just I, I, my buddies were into camping, and 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 uh, uh, I was involved with this club called uh, the Split Bus Club. Mm-hmm. out of the north bay and we always did these big camp outs and i uh, started to go hang out with those guys and next thing you know i'm got a bus <laughs> so now you start you know, now you cross over to the bus world you get rid of the cow looker and you just kind of figure you know what I, I like buses i like camping it's it's more of a different scene or do you keep the you keep your street bug for a while or what keep keep the keep the hot bug i did the the, the norcal show circuit you know, Bugorama, sure. uh, Kelly Park, uh, all that scene, uh, drag race for a while and was into the buses. I had the buses, uh, for camping and, and, uh, well, you know, yeah. uh, Volkswagens are like potato chips. You can't just have one. <laughs> I, I don't think you can, you know, you can't, you can't, it, it's just the part of the illness. Yeah. So I had, I had the, the funky bug, but I guess it was about, uh, mid late twenties, I, I finally I sold off the cow look bug and I got into the the stock Volkswagen scene, stock bugs, stock buses. I had a stock car Mangia, um, stuff like that. I got into the appreciate the um, the, the, vintage, reliabi- the vintage yeah, the vintage scene. The reliability. I mean, I love my 2110s and my 2180s and 48 IDAs and 44 IDFs, but I never realized how reliable a bone stock motor is. Oh, yeah. No question. I think it would last on the last podcast. My brother and I were saying that. And it's like, which car out of your collection can you go to after it sits for two, three months and you know it's going to start and it's the one with the 36er and no accessories, yeah. no radio. No, like you just get in there, you hop in, turn the key, and the thing just fires every time, you know, pump, pump the gas. Pump the gas and, twice, yeah. pump the gas twice and fire, hit the key, man. And that's – so I learned all the hypo big motor stuff, uh, how to fix stuff on the fly from drag racing. Mm-hmm. And how to build be a reliable, you know, a reliable motor that you can beat the crap out of. Yeah. Uh, from drag racing, and you know, and also the the limits of the motors, the cases, how far you can push them, and then also how 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 you can make them just super reliable, you know. 
And uh, so I, I've, uh, the motor that I'm running right now in my Shasta bus, I built that motor in 1998. And uh, wow, it's probably got over 120,000 miles on it. And what, what's been, the setup on that motor? What's the setup? Uh, it is just a, uh, a late model uh, dual port case, like a, uh, out of a 74 bug. Pulled the motor out, uh, uh, line board, uh, uh, stock crank, stock flywheel, heavy for a bus. Yeah. Um, but it's running uh, forged, uh, forged pistons, 85.5s. Everything's balanced and blueprinted. Angle 100 cam, uh, German lifters, uh, uh, stainless steel roller tip push rods, Gene Berg uh, 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 valve adjusters, Gene Berg solid rockers. Um, runs a four quart Gene Berg sump. Oh yeah. Uh, so so the, the it's a sixteen hundred, but it's built. Uh, I built it. I built it hard, and I, and I built it to last. You yeah, know, I kind of did all the he- all the heavy duty necessity stuff, the HD version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I read a lot of. I, I'm a believer in Gene Berg. <laughs> uh, I'm a believer in John Muir. Yeah. Um, the Godfathers. Yeah. You know, and and you read what they, you read their knowledge, and you just go, okay, yeah, yeah. So now I just took their knowledge. And what I learned the hard way by drag racing and put it into a stock motor. Yeah, it's it's interesting how you, when you read, you know, Gene Berg, he's not a salesman, but he he lays it out for you with facts. And as yes. you start reading his handbooks and stuff, it's real quick and easy to get in there, especially if your goal is like reliability, right? You're going to spend the money you want to spend at once. And yep. it was funny because back in the day, I, I started going through his handbook and then I tell everybody, you know, I had a 1904 that was seven to one compression. Everybody was telling me I was yep. dumb and all the stuff. And, and it was a fast little motor and, you know, and, and I'd be like, well, well Gene Berg says, Gene Berg says, so I'd be like, oh, Billy Berg, Billy Berg. They'd start calling me Billy Berg because everything. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where, you know, he comes at you from a standpoint of like, you know we're not trying to make them, we're trying to say, how can you get two to three times the factory horsepower, which is anywhere from 90 to 150 horse and be reliable every day. And there are certain parameters, but you know, the, the, the logic he uses is really, really good. And it makes a lot of sense for anybody that's just thinking about it, you know? So yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's, um, I mean, yeah, you open up my deck lid. It looks just like a, little beater bone stock 1600 dual port but then you start looking at it and go wait a minute it's got you know a n fittings and gene berg uh oil pump cover and uh, it's got this huge sump underneath it and and uh, uh bypass uh oil filter and uh yeah it's a monster of a motor but it it's a uh, you know, I, I've driven the motor. I've driven it to Canada twice. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, I, um, uh, it's been this motor has been in three different buses uh, uh, that I've driven the wheels off of. 
Yeah, that's I mean, it's when you when you get something that's nice and reliable like that's one of those things where you know you can go to that car and just you turn the key and you're you're going to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll it'll sputter and backfire here and there, but it'll, it'll it'll tell you when it needs a tune up. But it it is uh, it's old reliable, you know. Mm-hmm. And then how how do you end up in Oregon of all places? How do I end up? Okay, so. Uh, my wife, Brooke, uh, who I've been married to for uh, going on 21 years now. Nice. In 19, 1999, we get married. I build a 1967 uh, uh, West for our road trip honeymoon mobile. Oh, nice. And I built this this motor for specifically for just a – our honeymoon was a two-week road trip wow. in a bus. And that, that's just how I live my life is just grab a map and go. Yeah, it's fun. And we never, I'd never been to Oregon. I'd never been to Washington. Uh, so we just hop in the bus with a road map and head north. And uh, we got um, dropped, into, dropped into the Rogue Valley over, over uh, the Siskiyou Pass. And the the valley opened up into Ashland, Oregon, and we both. I mean, we're. I can remember the day we're driving in my bus, driving down I five, dropping into Ashland, and I, I looked at her. I go, we could. I could live here. <laughs> and uh, so in 1999, we just kind of had that in the back of our head. Was that Southern Oregon was pretty neat, and of course we went in, into Portland and Seattle and all the way into Canada and, and, uh, but we fell in love with the Puget Sound Seattle area too, but we always kind of the back burner was like, you know what, if we were ever to pick up and just change our lives, it would be Southern Oregon. And 2006, uh, we just picked up and moved to Oregon, man. And I've never looked back. (laughs) So you're, you're enjoying that lifestyle up there in Oregon, leaving from up there, like in the Napa area, and moving to to Oregon. Yep, yep. I I, I didn't. I, I barely. I knew maybe two people in Grants Pass when I moved here, and yeah, no, that's just a, like I said. That's just how I do it. It's just like okay, let's go, let's do it. And but now you, you know. go up there, and you're a VW guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I brought. When I first moved up here, I think I had five, five VWs, all bone stock, um, mostly buses. Yeah. And I start going to the local car scene and they're just like, oh, you know, shit, here's some other, you know, uh, guy from California, some baller, you know. Right. Got, and I was like, you know, I've got some nice re- vehicles, but they're all... Like I said, they all have a story to them. Each one, I've 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 basically hunted down, uh, uh, and they all just have a piece of my heart. And uh, so once people got to know me and go, okay, he's not just some rich kid, you know, I'm a I'm a blue collar guy. I, I work, you know, I work for the post office, right? And 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 uh, uh, and that's also how I how I found most of my cars is through the post office. <laughs> That's the best way, right? No one's, no one's suspecting uh, the post guy. Like, Oh, what do you got there? Bus uh, behind the fence here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got, I got one bus here that 
my my yellow and white bus. Um, it took me four years, four years to get the guy to sell it to me. Really? It's just I was persistent, and and he was the original owner of it, and uh, uh, Ron Demose, and uh, I just kept bugging him. I mean, the first time I knocked on his door and asked him if that bus was for sale, he slammed the door in my face. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, and in a roundabout way, four years later, uh, I got to know him. I took some of my other cars over to him to show him how I keep them. And four years later, he throws me the keys and goes, "The bus is yours, man. You know, uh, you know, pay me, pay me whenever." Wow. Yeah. Right, so from a door slammed in the face to a guy throws you the keys and said, yeah, it's yours, man. Uh, take it and uh, pay me when you can. Uh, yeah. It kind of, kind of says something, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's pretty awesome. And, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I moved to Oregon. Um, and at this time I had not, I knew about the snow trip. I mean, I, uh, I I don't want to get into the snow trip right yet, but, but it, it was, um, well, so, so, well, let me walk you through it. So you've got your, so what's in your fleet? You've got your yellow and white bus, which is, what'd you say? A 67? 60. I've got a 66 combi, which is a, a, a walkthrough micro, um, in 1966, it went to all the auto shows on the West coast to uh, advertise the new Volkswagen Weekender package. Really? Oh, yeah. This this bus has a whole little history to it. It was driven by the uh, Al Lyon dealership out of Napa to all the auto shows on the West Coast from Seattle to San Diego to advertise the new Weekender package, which uh, it has a full-size uh, Z-bed in the back with uh dealer installed cur- curtains wow. and um yeah it's a really neat bus really neat bus because in in the late 60s volkswagen couldn't keep up with the demand of the west of folias yeah uh so that's why you see all these different uh camper kits uh, yeah sportmobile uh, uh, and yeah yeah riviera yeah. uh they they were taking on that niche and I, uh, VWOA found out that people wanted more of a, instead of a full camper bus, they wanted an option of a weekender bus. So this 66 I own, it's basically the prototype of the weekender. Now what makes it, what's the differentiate, the, the differentiation between a, a weekender and a full camper? The weekender package was, um, a fold-out bed in the back, mm-hmm. some curtains. It's a station wagon that you can go camping in. So it's basically a stock bus with a flip-down bed in the back yep. and some some cabinetry. Well, it doesn't have cabinetry because it's a full-size it's, bed. Yeah, it's got a it's got a lower cabinet underneath the rear bed. Oh, nice. Um, but and then it's got uh, yeah the dealer installed all the um, curtains and. Uh, uh, some of the cabinetry in the back, very simple cabinet in the back and just underneath the bed for stowing stuff. But that's what it was. It was just for a weekend camping trip. Right. Hence the name weekender. Sure. And, sure. 
And, uh, and then later they actually came out, they have the, the, the bay window, the 60, 68, they actually came out, they had the weekender package and they kept that throughout the years. Now, how did you find out the history on it? Was the history known on it before you got it? No, I, 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 I talked to the owner and, and I go, you know, what's the story behind this thing? He's like, oh, I bought it at the out, the, 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 the local Napa dealership. It had 4,200 miles. And he started telling me the story. He said, yeah, I bought it. It had 4,200 miles on it because they drove it to all these auto shows in 1966. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Tell me more. And he, he told me the whole story behind it. And, um, uh, it was originally a, 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 a Titan red and beige gray bus. But in 1968, uh, the gentleman I bought it from, he was a school teacher and, and he had, uh, had it painted basically school bus yellow on the lower and a bright white on the upper. Yeah. And so it's, it's original paint underneath this one respray. Huh. I mean, no body work has been done. It's it's a bone stock 66 microbus that was painted in 1968 uh, uh, right over the original paint. And you can kind of see some of the, the Titan red peeking through here and there. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he told me the story behind it. And uh, and even then he told me the story and I, and I, you know, is it for sale? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to sell it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, like I said, it took me four years of just kind of, I'd knock on his door. I got to know him, uh, bring some cars over, let him drive them and actually say, this is how I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lower it. I'm not going to bastardize it in any way. Sure. And, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah. Two, two jerking story on that bus, but, uh, 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 I'll, I'll leave that for maybe another podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you've, um, you've got the 66 combi and then yeah. what's, what's, what else do you have in your collection? You've got your 63 the, single cab, right? Which we, you six, heard the story on that. Yeah. 63 Turkish single cab. That was my first type two. Um, and then right now my crown jewel of my collection, I have a 1966 original paint um super dry uh double cap oh the white one yeah pearl white um that's all original paint on that that truck where'd you find that that one came out of uh south san francisco off of um i bought it off rick zavala um he used to make these uh roof rack locks he had a business called easy locks and um he made uh, yeah locks for for roof racks for the old uh, uh, bugs. Um, yeah, bugs and buses and mm-hmm. stuff before. Uh, and of course, he got uh, empty, uh, copied it, and and kind of put him out of business. Shocker. But, <laughs> yeah, ma- imagine that. Imagine that. But uh, so I bought it off of Rick back in two thousand five, and uh, I had seen the bus or seeing the truck at swap meets and shows from LA to Sacramento, but I never looked at, I, I bought parts off of Rick and, uh, I never realized 
I had, I had, you know, I had bought parts off the back of this, the double cab that I own now. Right. At, at swap meets. I never really paid much mind to it. It was just what Rick drove. And, um, but he finally got to the point where he was just wanted to move, uh, change his collection around. And, uh, um, and I added it to mine and that that's, it, it's like I said, it's the crown jewel of my uh, collection. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's interesting because original cars, there's always, I mean, and I come from the school of like, I like to modify things a little bit, you know, performance, this yeah, yeah, upgrade, yeah. this do that. And, and it's yeah, like, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. when you get an original car, it's like a love hate relationship. You love that. It's original. You don't want to change something, but, and I guess if you appreciate the, the, the simplicity of a vintage original Volkswagen, it's easy to keep it stock. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, for me, I had a, I had an 03 Mexican Beetle in my collection at one time and it had like 1500 miles on it from brand new and I would sneak yeah. it out, drive it every now and again, but I hated driving it because I was like, Oh, I could do this little tweak to the motor, put some sway bars on it, make the thing lower a little bit, make it handle good. And then yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I, I was just torn because it was like putting miles, but you know, that one being original paint and you're dry, how often do you drive that one? It comes out, um, is it right a, now, on occasion it, bus? <laughs> Yeah, it's a special occasion truck. I mean, I I'll drive it to the hardware store. I'll drive it to you know Home Depot and pick up stuff in it. But you know, when I bought it, what sixteen years ago, uh, it was a rare bird sixteen years ago. Sure. But now it's like it, it's it's nerve wracking to drive it now. It, it's it's that. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's it's cream puff, it's cream puff, and 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 and, and it's it's, but it's uh, nah. well, it's funny because yeah. looking at it, you know, it's a late model double cab, and yeah, it's ev- every window. yeah, everybody's like, oh, and I and me personally, I love all the buses as as they get even newer, they're more comfortable. You know, my '67 Bull Run yep. bus is way more comfortable than my 62 single cab you know because the seat design's different you got a little more room uh with yep, the, they drive different yeah they just drive a little different and stuff but i, yeah, I like yeah. I, I like a big window double cab personally i mean i've I, the one i got i got because you know i wanted i wanted a double cab and it was like when you want a double cab you kind of take what you can get <laughs> yep yep oh yeah and that, that's uh yeah when i when i was looking for in the market for a double cab i looked at three original paint double cabs one was uh douglas billinger had one down in arizona uh-huh. that i was kind of sniffing around and then um Hawaii, hawaiian al who's uh, passed away he had a original paint dove blue double cab i was looking at but this one popped up and and it was just yeah it was a late model big window but i went and looked at it and uh, I was just like uh, blown away. Uh, it, it was an original logoed uh, double cab out of the uh, Los Angeles area. Really? Yeah. What logos got, were on it? Uh, California Clockworks. Oh, they wow. moved like uh, they. So that's why it's. Uh, that's why I believe it lives such a good life. It, they basically moved like grandfather clocks and cuckoo clocks. Sure. In, in the back of a double cap. Yeah, so they had to be it, real it, real careful. They weren't thrashing the thing around. 
and their and their clock mechanic, uh, you know, is a clock store that owned it. So you you, you got these guys that are meticulous um, mechanics and 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 dealing with grandfather clocks all day long, and they, they keep the bus in the same condition. That's rad. And then when you when when he did he have it up for sale? And when you were looking at it, or did you? D- yeah, it, it was on the it. Samba. It was a it was a good old Samba ad, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I respond, and it was just, you know, the classics, it, go back to 2005, it was a, basically a two, two, two sentences, you know, 1966 double cab, original paint, right. uh, da- daily driver, and that was it. Yeah, done. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I, I remember the day I went and looked at it, uh, South San Francisco, uh, little itty bitty house, itty bitty garage where you could barely get around the vehicle. It was so tightly packed in his garage and it, it pissing rain sideways outside when I looked at it and, <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, you want to go drive it? And I looked Rick and I, and I go, I go, I've seen this bus in LA, Rick. I've seen this bus in Sacramento. I know it drives and, uh, I don't want to get it wet. Yeah. And, uh, I, I we, we, I, Agreed on a price and a handshake, and I never drove it until I went. I mean, I transferred the money and came back two weeks later and drove it for the first time. So did you drive it home? Yeah, I drove it from South San Francisco up to Napa, and uh, uh, same thing. Never looked back. It was just like, okay, yep, this is this is a cool uh, original original paint. How is the interior original still? Um, the door cards, headliner, rubber mats are all original. Oh, wow. I, I read, I just recently redid the, uh, seats, uh, in the original salt and pepper, uh, TMI, uh, kit. But, uh, prior to me, uh, uh, uh Rick had, 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 you know, the classic Tijuana, uh, uh, sure. uh upholstery <laughs> job on it. It yeah. looked good, but it wasn't right, and that's always what killed what killed the truck. I take it to shows, and oh, it's a nice rig, but man, those seats, oof. Yeah, yeah, you you you, you got everything else uh, dialed in, but those seats are killing it. So actually, this this uh, winter, I uh, reupholstered the seats back to the, the original uh, original uh, style. It's the classic overstuffed interior. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The tuck and roll. Yeah. Right. Great. Right. So, but, the, and then besides, so you've got the 66 original paint, double cab, 63 combi, the 66 combi. What else, what else do you got in your stable there? Um, well, I got an old, I used to have a couple more, but I, I've, I've, I've let them go over the years. Cause this is, I, yeah. I used to have, a, used to have a 63 Gia, 64 bug, all bone stock. A seventy Westphalia, um, and I kind of just I I just sat in my shop one day and um, where I'm standing right now, and you know you got, I've got a twelve hundred square foot shop and I've got six or seven cars <laughs> just on top of each other inside of it, and I finally was like, you know, I'm not going to live forever. Uh, whittle it down, and I, I just I just had this the, the epiphany. Type two, early '67, type two only. That's it. Yeah. And I sold off, sold off everything else, and and I love my split window buses. But 
there's a 67 Dotson Roadster sitting over in the corner. Nice. Um, I've got another, I've got a 67. There's, yeah, there's a 67, uh, combi on my property. My buddy Spencer, uh, I hide his bus at my property. Uh, it gets this, 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 Spend the spend the 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 winters uh, here, um, and it, it's done the Shasta trip uh, a couple times. Actually, it's going to do it again this year too. Nice. Uh, yeah. So right now, there's four split buses on the property, and uh, I love them all dearly. That's it. Well, they have you know they've all got their they've all got their uniqueness to them, and that's and that's part of the problem. You know, I mean, my, myself, I'm sitting at. I've got my, you know, 67 Deluxe. I've got my uh, 62 Crew Cab. I've got a, a 67 Squareback, 65 Corvair. I've got a 73 okay. Limo Bug. I've got, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and you get all these cars and you think like, you, that's why I have a 1200 foot detached garage. And, and I thought like when I, when I built the garage, I had three cars. And then now it's like, I'm over. Oh, yeah. I'll- you, I'll never fill this shop up. I'll never fill that up. And you, now it's like, oh man. I'm, you become the gotta, cat lady. You know, you're like, I'll, yeah, t- I'll I gotta, take I gotta this one. I got to build another home. shop, man. I got to build <laughs> yeah. another shop, man. What the heck? Yeah, you just so, keep yeah, that, taking stuff home, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that that's and that's what I did. I mean, I, I, I lived in downtown Napa, uh, Main Street, Napa, California, and I had um, six or seven cars, little 900 square foot house. And I had a just a driveway full of old Volkswagen buses. That's funny. And and people would stop by and go, you know, how many people live here? It's me and my wife. <laughs> you know, my two kids that came along, but you know, it's just sorry, I was just the crazy Volkswagen guy uh, on Main Street. Yeah, nice. But then I, I moved up here to Oregon, and I'm you know. I'm, uh, lifestyle change, uh, got six acres out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. Uh, I live in a geodesic dome. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that you, that's a full change for you, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just a full, I just, uh, uh, when I left California, I tell people I took the rear view mirrors off. Right. No. All my car. I did not look back. I did not look in the rear view mirror when I moved. Uh, to Oregon. Yeah. Do you ever get down to Southern California or, or Northern California to go visit, go to shows yeah. or anything oh, like yeah. that? Still got all my buddies, all the same crew down there in NorCal. Um, uh, uh, the old Volks guys, um, uh, still make it down to Bugarama, you know, when it's happening. Yeah. And Kelly park every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I still, Still love my, my, my NorCal and SoCal guys. I love them. Love them. Yeah, no, that's that's rad. Now let's I'll I'll, I'll visit, but I won't live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I'm here I'm here in Las Vegas and uh it's close enough to visit. Other than that, it's too expensive, it's too much traffic, and it's uh it's a great place to visit for me. So then I come back exactly. here to the desert yep. and I'm and I'm happy to be here. So, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Kick my kick my feet up and hang out. Yep. So now you move to Oregon, and when's the first time you catch wind of the Shasta snow trip, and how does this all come about? So we'll have to back the story up a little bit. Cause sure. When I was in California, uh, uh, involved, got into my buses, got into the camping bus scene, the swap meet scene, 
uh, you know, the, the, the hustlers, the wheelers and dealers of the, the split buses. Um, uh, used to be the old club called, uh, Split Bus Club, SBC, yeah. Split Bus Club. Uh, we'd do these campouts all over NorCal, uh, Bodega Bay, uh, uh, and that's when I meet Brian Piercy, who started the Shasta Snow Trip. He shows up, and Brian Piercy, I love him. He's, he's an eccentric cat. Uh, I think we all are. Yeah. And I just remember we, we'd have these, you know, bus campouts, and we'd have 10, 15, 20 buses at a campout, and, you know, the classic campfire at night. Well, this one campfire, split bus campout, Brian Piercy kind of chimes up and goes, Hey, man, um, I'm thinking about doing this trip, backroads trip, uh, uh, from my place in Guerneville all the way to Mount Shasta through the Mendocino Forest in the middle, dead middle of winter. Uh, we do it every, every, uh, Super Bowl Sunday is when we do it. Yeah. Or the weekend, the week of Super Bowl. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to do this run, uh, basically fire roads and trails and uh, try not to use any major highways and get to Mount Shasta. And I just remember, you know, I, I, uh, now how far of a trip was that originally the trip you talked about right there? It was a, uh, the snow trip started off as a one day balls out. You just drove till you got to Shasta. Right. And you're going to the that top was, of Shasta. Oh no, no, no. We just get to the, the there's base. No road, there, yeah. The base. There's no physical road to the top of Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta is, I don't know what the elevation on it is. It's 10,000 some odd feet or, oh, gotcha. or taller. Uh, you can, you can drive up to about 8,000 feet, I believe. Yeah. Um, but right now in, in the dead of winter, uh, yeah, you can get up, uh, to the base where the, the snow parks are. Um, but yeah, no, it was just kind of this balls out trip to, to the, to the city of Shasta. And that, which is, and that from leaving the first one from leaving from his place was how far, how far of a trip? Uh, I guess four to 600 miles. In one day, four to six hundred miles in a day, and that's off road. Yeah, those are fire lane roads and stuff like that, and power line roads and stuff. Yeah, that's what we're doing it on. That's and nuts. and and so yeah, so the first snow trip, I believe, three or four buses showed up and did it with 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 Piercy the first first real year of doing it, which was. 2099 or 2000 is, is kind of when it when it when it started right and so 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 me going from being at the campfire where this crazy idea appeared and uh, to watching it from afar watching it morph into this watching it turn into this subculture of a subculture yeah of, of the volkswagen bus community uh, um, you know, I get married, I have kids, I buy a house, always going, you know, someday I'm going to, I'm just going to show up cause I, I'm just going to show up. I know where they started. <laughs> right. You crash I'm, that I'm party. Just, 
yeah, I'm just going to show up and go, Hey dude, you know, Lance is here from Oregon. What's up? <laughs> uh, and so finally I was, I had my bus all prepped, my truck to all prepped to do it in 2008. And, uh, I now, all, now what kind of prep did you go through for this to get um, ready just, for the trip? Just, you know, and I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically, uh, coming up with what I'm seeing on the internet, what I'm hearing from stories mm-hmm. from guys that have done it. And I'm, I'm just going, well, you know, I need to, uh, got to, uh, uh, get it ready for wet weather, get it ready for snow conditions. So I, I had studded snow ice tires ready. I had, uh, yeah, I brought a spare motor with me the first year. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, you, you, you bring, you bring as much as you think you'd need on a, a crazy road trip. Yeah. And, and even more so because, uh, you got a, the classic Shasta is you, you, you know, no, no bus left behind. You got to fix it on the fly and you got to get up and get going. You know, it's just, you got to get back on the road. Yeah. Get to Shasta. We got to get to Shasta, dude. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Get up. And, uh, so yeah, I had my truck ready to do it in 2008, but I couldn't get the time off of work. So I go, oh, all right, well, I'll go in 2009. And 2009, I, uh, invited, uh, two of my buddies here from Southern Oregon, Rob and, uh, uh, my buddy Dave, uh, they were kind of, they were split bus guys here in Southern Oregon. And, and I just, I told them, I go, yeah, I'm going to do this trip called the Shasta Snow Trip, you know, and they had never heard of it. You know, no, 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 no. what was that? Yeah. It's a secret. And it's I, a secret of in, who's in the know. Yeah, and I told him, I go, Google it, uh, look it up on YouTube or whatever. Uh, you know, and within a couple of days, they call me up and go, we're going, we're going. We're, nice. We're going, we're in, we're in. So that first year, I drug uh, Dave and Rob, and uh, we, we kind of, um, uh, you know, into the unknown. We just kind of prepped our buses the best we could for a road trip. And we drove down to the rampage spot. We met up with, uh, Gene Cornelius, who's one of the, yeah, he was one of the founding, one of the first guys to do the snow trip. We yeah. met up with him in Eureka and we all, he led us into the, uh, rampage spot and, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm addicted. <laughs> and so describe to me the experience of that first trip that you did. Now you're loaded for bear. You bring a spare motor. You've got snow, t- snow studded tires. How far off or how close were you to the expectation of what that trip was going to be? Uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Really? Uh, the, we pull up, uh, it's late night. Uh, we had driven from Southern Oregon, so we had been on the road for eight, eight, nine hours. Oh, wow. And we pull into a campsite. The rampage spot is where, where it starts. Uh, top secret location in, uh, Lake County, California. Uh, show up at the rampage spot and there's already probably five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten buses there. Yeah. Everybody's got their camp set up and this and that. Uh, um, uh, and I have my buddy Tyler Davidson, uh, 
he, I had a friend bring him, he was my co-pilot that year. I had a friend, he rode, uh, kind of hitchhiked with one of my other buddies to the rampage spot. Mm-hmm. And, and I loaded him into my truck and we we're just like, okay, well, here we go. I guess we're going to do this. And, um, so the first time we pull in, uh, we knew it started at like, uh, uh we, we basically get up at four in the morning. We get up, load your gear and you line up on this road and it's a Le Mans style start. <laughs> you, it, no, it, it's a full on, it's a full on race. Oh, really? Was, like, like buses was, all out, huh? Uh, you, you stop your bus. Piercy would do a little speech. Uh, every man for themselves. You could die. Um, uh, follow my trail. Uh, we, and you'd have kind of this, yeah, uh, back then they kind of had like a ragtag, uh, map of how to get there, different roads and stuff. Right. And, you know, this is, you know, before GPS, all that good stuff. So you just had your little, uh, Atlas map or whatever. And, and all right, let's go. And, uh, and it's 420. We fire them up. You jump in your bus and you, you hit the gas and you're driving your bus as fast as you can. In, in the snow, at, wet weather. <laughs> at, at four o'clock in the morning. Wow. In the middle of nowhere, and you're just following this huge dust trail, and uh, everybody's got a CB going. Uh, you know, this is going on. That guy, you know, that guy, uh, Janai, the first year I went, Janai rolled his bus, unfortunately. He was um, uh, one of the casualties. Uh, yeah, yeah, right off the bat, within the first oh. hour, rolled it, and and um, it was bad. It, his trip was over right there. Oh. And um, and my first trip, within the first hour, hour and a half, um, I hear on the CB, hey, oh, uh, 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 somebody broke their heater box, sheared the heater box off their bus. Oh, really? Yeah, hit it through a rock and sheared it. And it's like, who's got a heater box like right now? And it was Mike, uh, Mike from uh, uh, Arizona, or no, Mike from New Mexico. Yeah, uh, big big bus Mike. Um, he's like, hey man, I you know, yeah, I can hear it in his voice. He's like, I need a heater box, or my trip is over. And I I had a complete turnkey motor heater boxes and everything. I, I chimed up. I, I got one. I, I mean, I, you know, never met Mike prior to the night before the camp out and I pull over and strip the heater box off my motor, throw it on his motor. He could do the trip. Uh, you know, and, and we're brothers Yeah. You know, from, from that minute on. And, uh, uh, and then uh, shortly after we fixed Mike, Mike's bus and it's pitch dark, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, it's wintertime. The sun's, the, the sun doesn't get up till late and goes down early. Yeah. So we're freezing on the side of the road, putting heater box on his motor so he can get the trip going. 
we hear we're hearing on the CB. Oh, Janai rolled his bus. They're calling, you know, they're calling in a life flight right now. Ooh. And my buddy Damon, uh, Damon, uh, he blew his transmission up. Right, right up a uh, mile up the road from where uh, Mike had lost his uh, heater box, and this is my first trip. I mean, this yeah. is and this is hour what and a half in, hour and a half into it, huh? Hour and a half into it, we're I'm look, we pull up and you're like it's gonna be a long day. We're, we're, we're on a dirt road, middle of nowhere, and I pull up, and these guys are jacking a bus up, pulling the motor out in the middle of a fire trail. And my buddy Justin Campbell pulls a uh, a transmission out, uh, a center section out of the base of his double cab, and goes, "Here you go, you know, here's here's the transmission." Oh wow! Let's, uh, I mean, let's swap it. <laughs> that's a job. Two hours, two and a half hours, I think it was. Well, that's incredible. I mean, that's a lot complete, of in a complete, shop doing it. It'll take four four and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. With air tools, yeah, uh, and and that's if everything goes right. Yeah, I just pulled we, it out. <laughs> yeah, we 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 did a, a complete motor pull, transmission pull, disassemble, reassemble, reinstall, bleed the brakes, back on the road, two and a half hours. Wow! And that was like, I saw that and I was like, holy. You know, snipers. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like wow, that that was crazy experience. And we, soon as that bus hit the ground, it was as fast as we could drive it until the next thing happened. You know, yeah. And 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 right after that experience of Damon breaking his transmission, I was hooked. I was hooked. I was like, this is it. This is it. Well, I, I, yeah. you know, I, I think it's like a, it's one of those things where it, it, it's, it's like a survival type of feeling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're going to get there no matter what. And, and with a community of people bringing in parts and pieces to be able to make sure that we can help everybody get there and, you know, doing it in such a ridiculous way of like full speed in your buses. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, that's, yeah. I, I can see how it would be so addicting. Oh yeah. So the way I've always kind of described the the snow trip to to the Joe average Joe on the street is I go you know what you know uh, you know imagine imagine driving your 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 2002 Honda Civic with 250,000 miles on it imagine driving that Honda Civic as fast as you can drive it while sitting on the hood yeah off road in the middle of winter oh, that's no what that's that's what it feels like to drive a split bus on this trip it's you're freezing cold uh sitting sitting over your front tires yeah driving your bus on you know that's one not designed to be raced right <laughs> Oh yeah, Two, in the dirt. Yeah, in the dirt, which they weren't really designed for no. off-roading, and in the the worst time of the year, the middle of winter, worst conditions possible, no heater, no speed, <laughs> gutless wonder, and here we are going through two foot, three foot deep river crossings. 
Yeah, and that's the that's the insane part. I saw definitely pictures of the river crossings and stuff like that, and I thought, man, that freaking front splash pan's got to be siliconed on or something, man, to try to keep because you got the trick to the, the. I remember the first one that was really unnerving to me. Uh, came up to a river crossing. It was as deep as my gates. Oh, get out! Yeah, we, we're talking. Yeah, it. it uh, as deep as the, the, the side gates, the, 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 the bed height. That's how deep the water was. So we're, we're talking three feet deep wow. of, of moving water. And you just gotta, you gotta get into it and you just gotta hold it and keep the motor going and don't let the water wrap around the back because then it will suck it into the air intake. Right. But long, long as you keep the bus moving and keep going and don't, don't kill it. It's amazing what these things can do. Absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah, you get to the other side, you open up your engine lid, and water comes rushing out. That's crazy. And, uh, but, I mean, we do have, we've got guys that have gotten stuck in river crossings and, yeah, mud mud holes and, yeah, deep snow and, and stuff like that. But, like I said, we all just get out, pick the bus up, put it back on the road, and get back in and go. Yeah, and it's almost like in, in that scenario, man, you'd want to have a winch set up and you'd want to have like all kinds, you know, just get it outfitted to be able to handle whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, there, there, there's guys, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we've, we've brought huge winches and come-alongs and unfortunately I've seen, I've seen buses roll off cliffs. I've seen last year we had a pretty bad one. A uh, guy uh, uh, took a nosedive in a single cab. Ooh. And uh, we had he was airlifted into Reading. And yeah, he just, so there, he just there, came around too fast, or what? Too hot, just uh, just driving a, a yeah up on um, Neyland Road. Uh, he wrecked, and it, it was it was this it was, was a single cab. I think I saw in the pictures that kind of went off the side of the. Yep. Shoot. Yep. Yeah. That he was airlifted into Reading. Kind. Of, I mean, that's. Uh, that's. That that's the trip, man. I mean, yeah, there's some risk involved without question. You there, know, there's some carnage. There's there's been some carnage over the years. And, and how, uh, how'd he end up? Um, in the in the uh, life lighted. Uh, he's he's uh, broken hip. Mm. Um, it was pretty bad. A, a head contusion. Um, but he's back up and running. I don't know if he's going to make it this year. Yeah. Uh, as a driver or even as a passenger, but um, yeah, there's been some there's been some carnage over the years from people rolling. Um, well, you know, you you said something earlier about what you're sitting in front of the um, the you're you're sitting in front of the front tires, and when when a car starts to pitch out from you, the characteristic is different from your psychological standpoint because you're actually turning tires that are behind you, you yeah, know, and so. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, that whole yawn way action starts to starts to get you a little freaked out. Totally different, especially in a split bus. Yeah, where you're basically just looking at two TV screens <laughs> of the world, and here you are uh, pushing this old split bus to and past its limits. Yeah, uh, from when you first turn that key in the morning to when you turn it off, when we get into Shasta. Yeah, that's nuts. 
Yeah, and 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 I've, I've seen it, you know, where it was a full-on race where we just it was just as fast as you could drive it, and it's kind of morphed into it's a little more relaxed now. It's not as <laughs> no trophies. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no trophy for, for getting the shaft first. So it's like, you know what? We're going by some just the un, this whole forgotten part of California. Yeah. Is where we go through. And, and, and uh, uh, the stuff you see is just, it, it's unreal. 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 Yeah, that's, in, that's incredible. And so, yeah, so I've been, I've been doing it uh, since 2009, and I'm planning on doing it here in a couple of weeks. And now, so, so some of our listeners out there that might want to do this, what, what do you need to do? Who do you need to talk to? How do you get set up? Where do you get all your information to, to find out what to be a part of? Is anybody invited? I mean, what's the, what's the deal? Main thing, our main, main thing is, is, uh, anybody that, that wants to, wants to come and do it in their it's got to be a pre-1967 split window bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Bajas, no Vanigans, no Bay Windows. I love them. I love you. I love all you guys out there that are uh, the synchros, all that. I love you, but uh, don't show up to the snow trip, man. Sorry. Right. It's, this is it's, this it's, is like show up with a buck knife, not the Swiss Army knife. Like you're going, yeah. it's the battle of the basics. Yeah, it, it is. It is. You got to be, uh, yeah. I mean, there's guys that show up with big two liter motors and the big carbs and, uh, and they're getting passed up by a guy with a beat up blown 40 horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going through my head right now thinking, well, I could take my crew cab and I could, I could raise the front suspension up and take the the drop plates out of the rear and change the wheels and tires on it. Put some knobbies on there. (laughs) Yeah. Do it and just just take it easy in the back. Yeah. It it can be done. It can be done. Well, and I'm sitting here thinking my biggest thing I'm thinking is, Hey, I don't have a heater, which, you know, I had a little camp stove heater inside my bus when, when my brother and I were, were driving that thing cross country, doing a, uh, doing a rally we were in and, and I had like a, a tent heater on the fr- front floor. Um, yep, yep. but the tent heater doesn't do anything. It keeps your ankle warm and that's about it. You know what I mean? Like yep. rest of you freezes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's when hand warmers and chew warmers really come into, yep. come into play. That's what we live, that's what we live on. Yeah. On so what are, so what are the, some of the, some of the tricks? I know when, when I was doing that, we were going up through a part of, uh, up through the high mountains in New Mexico. And one of the things I was doing was doing like the, um, uh, what's the window. There's a window cleaner. I it, name escapes me. I'm in my garage looking for it, but oh, oh, uh, uh, rain X, your rain X. I do the rain X on my windows and try to keep it from fogging up and, uh, rain X and fog X. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely, uh, uh, Good clean windshield. Um, yeah, and w- one of the things that we did, we did uh, deer whistles on the front bumper, you know, like, like okay, yeah, at the yeah, auto parts yeah. store. Because the last thing you want to do when you're hauling the mail like that is come around the corner and, and crack into the side of a deer, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> you see much? Uh, you see much livestock on there? Or? Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, from bears to deer to elk to coyotes to Bigfoot, you know, it's it, it's all out there, man. I mean, you seen Bigfoot it, once or twice out there? Uh, we uh, many, many, many moons ago, we got spooked on the forks of the salmon. There's a, a little turned out to be just a pine tree, kind of 
leaned over pine tree, but it, the silhouette of it, we turned a corner, uh, on this ice covered road in the middle of the night and it looked like Bigfoot was walking across the road, but it was just this, <laughs> the silhouette shadow of this pine tree. And I mean, it, it, I mean, some people were speechless when they saw it. Like, oh my God, that there, there he is right there. There he right. is. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it was, oh no, that was just somebody's headlights uh, uh, on that tree back there. But oh yeah, now you see all kinds of stuff on this trip. No, that's uh, uh, that that's that's pretty. It sounds to me. I mean, I, I'm already digging it. I'm thinking like, man, I got to figure out a way to get on this trip because uh, just, just ride shotgun with somebody. I mean, that's. <laughs> Well, that's not that's never fun, especially when you got your own bus. You can't show up at a play at a oh, bus yeah, meet yeah, without yeah, your yeah. own oh, bus. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we we uh, 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 it takes all kinds, man. I mean, we we've, yeah. we've had multimillionaires do this trip, and we've had people that skip paying their rent <laughs> so that they can do this trip. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it it it's all all walks. But it, it, once you get on the trip, it really it humbles you, you know. Sure. The guy, the guy with the deep pockets and the Rolex, it doesn't mean shit when you're broken down. Oh yeah. On the, on the side of a fire trail, can can you fix it? That's it. You can't call, you can't call your way out of that, right? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's a, it's, you got to get out and get your hands dirty, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 like I said, yeah, we've got. You know, people come, they, they overbuild their buses and are kind of disappointed. Uh, and then other people come and, and there, there's been over the years that I've done it, there's been a lot of people that they just do the trip once and that's it. Yeah. It's enough and for them for a one time deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. And, and we've always said, always said, you know, the trip is what you make of it. Right. You know, and, and if you, if you find adventure and, and a thrill, uh, of, you know, driving your, your old vintage Volkswagen as fast as you can on fire trails, uh, sleeping in the back of your truck, uh, next to a, uh, you know, in a, next to a riverbed out in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, in the absolute worst time of the year yeah. uh, to be doing it. I mean, it's it's the trip for you. Yeah, but if you like a hotel and air conditioning and a nice heater, or whatever, uh, it's not the trip for you. Right. So this year, you guys are how how long is the trip? What's the total mileage on the trip right now? This one, it's all. It kind of be well. I mean, roughly. I mean, I could tell you it's going to be. I mean, approximately. We're going to be three nights, three or four nights under the stars camping, and we're going to start in Lake County, and we're going to work our way out to the Lost Coast, which is up uh, NorCal, uh, Humboldt County, Trinity County. Uh, uh, and then we're going to zigzag back across the state over to Shasta. Wow. So we're looking five, six, seven hundred miles. And how many in three nights? Three nights, four days. And and what's the day that what's the day it kicks off? We kick off. We're, we meet up uh, Wednesday. I think that's uh, February third. 
uh, is when, when we meet up. But the trip officially starts Thursday morning. But meet up February 3rd. And then... Meet up February 3rd. Can't, it, we meet at the Rampage spot. Uh, you know, we got guys coming in from Colorado. We got guys coming in from uh, Arizona. Some guys from Washington. Uh, Idaho. Uh, Nevada, um, yeah, nice. Uh, and 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 uh, we've had, I mean, it, like I said, it's it's a subculture of a subculture, and and uh, I think it was two thousand two thousand thirteen. Uh, some guys came over from Europe, and they had a bus built by John Jones, and they. <laughs> Specifically to do the Shasta snow trip with, and and they they uh, yeah, uh, it's like wow, and they, they, they that's how hardcore they wanted to do the trip, yeah, and just experience it, and they did, and they made it all right, yeah, oh yeah, they did it great, they, they yeah, I mean uh, yeah, that was a yeah, they they had a heck of a heck of a road trip, man. <laughs> yeah, I can I mean I, I can imagine, especially you know you're coming from Europe and then you you're out here in the in the back. Uh, you know, in the back 40 of, uh, you know, Northern California area doing oh, all yeah, this yeah. driving. Uh, it's gonna be... they, 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 they couldn't, their biggest take is Mike and, uh, and Simon. They, they both, they, they, they couldn't, the, the, cause they drove from Colorado. They, they, they picked up their bus at uh, custom coach works and drove out with John Jones and they camped out the whole way and they took back highways from Colorado out to California and then did, did the road trip, did the snow trip and then drove back to Colorado. Yeah. That's one of the, 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 you know, that's one of the, that's one of the best drives that you can do in the world. I mean, going around all this stuff, uh, you know, through that part of the the country. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, it's crazy. And then the dead of winter. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, Unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, the trip has that much of a lure to it. Yeah. You know, uh, um, and that, that, that's why I'm, I'm addicted. I mean, uh, uh, well, in 2017, we actually started the trip from my place here in Oregon. Really? Cause we, we've always started it down in, in NorCal. And then just by some chance, somebody just said, I want to, I want to start the trip. I, I, I want to, you know, let's start it at Lance's house. Yeah. And I said, you know what? If you're willing to drive up to Oregon, we'll, we'll, we'll start it from my place and, and, and we'll, we'll get to Shasta, but we're going to go through Oregon first and drop into California. And yeah, 2017, we, 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 uh, we did it from my place up here and, and I gave them a whole new experience. Uh, uh, they got to see the back country where I live here and it, it's rugged where I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Rogue Valley. Uh, Rogue River, all that good stuff. So they got a good taste, and then we dropped down into California and uh, uh, went to the redwoods. All, all kinds. Of, it, it was a neat trip that year. Really neat trip. And so the this trip's going to be three days or three nights, four days. And um, what like what's it? What what do you expect it to cost you to do this trip? Like you should bring X amount of dollars on it. Um, you know. 
what's what's the outlet? Let's say somebody's planning on going. They've got to get Just their showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. got to get their bus outfitted. Um, you know, you want to have it sitting high, high stock, if not a little higher, probably. Yeah, some guys, you know, overthink it and you know, flip spindles and they too uh, tall could be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, too tall is is a bad idea. Uh, it never kind of pan. It looks neat, but it's the functionality of it is not not there. Sure. Um, but yeah, bone stock bus can do it. I mean, a bone stock. Uh, a bus could do the trip, but you got to kind of travel quasi light, but be prepared. But yeah, but you don't want to be too light because if your bus is too light, you don't get traction. Yeah. Especially on those gravel, like loose gravel roads. Yeah. You want some weight, but you want that weight low in the belly of the bus. Yeah. And knobby tire, like, like a tire with a deep tread on it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just run a, I mean, uh, I just run a, a, a mud snow tire. It's actually a passenger car tire. Oh, really? But it's, but it's a large, it's, 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 uh, they're snow and mud rated, but they're a deep tread and they, they come in a real big tire. And what's, uh, what and size is that tire are you running on there? I'm on my single cab. I'm running two fifteen seventy five fifteens. Oh, wow. It's a big tire. It's a huge, it, it's, I think you can only get one size bigger yeah, I think <laughs> possibly. I was telling you earlier about my my single cab, my '59 single cab that I used to deliver tile and stuff in. And on that truck, I had ten ply tires on it, and it was yeah. you know to handle the weight. And I think they were about that size. And those, I mean, they were big. They were some big tires, man. Oh yeah, they're balloons. They're just big balloons. But you know, you, the tires are part of the suspension package. Sure. You know. Uh, why, why do, why do moto motos run such big fat knobby tires? It's part of their suspension, man. Yeah. And, and that's what I tried to tell people too, is like, yeah, you can run the big BFGs and stuff like that, but you want kind of a soft, mushy tire when you're, when you're off-roading and, and when you're in the snow too, you know, you need something that's, that's mud and snow friendly and, and also be able to put chains on need be. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and then so get your bus dialed in. I mean, closer to the closer to stock, the better. The elevation you'll go up to. I mean, is it because I, I think with a stock motor setup, you're running a little bit fat. So when you get up in the elevation, it's not too lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of you tune them for you know just, just mountain running. You know, five thousand foot elevation. Right. You know, somewhere somewhere right there, and in a in a stock setup is perfect for that it can handle it spare gas and, you got to bring with you oh yeah yeah we, that's our thing we always tell people uh so yeah yeah for the for the noob for the newt uh of the of the group is uh, we always tell them you know bring food that you can eat on the fly uh if you're running a stock 10 gallon tank plan to bring 10 to 15 gallons on top of that yeah yeah, you know, you have 20, 25 gallons of gas on you at all times because we might not see a gas station for hours, hours. And let alone if we get lost and have to backtrack or something bad happens, you know, we got to backtrack down. You got to have that gas with you. Yeah. And, um, and then just basically, you know, eat food on the fly, uh, uh, 
be able to live out of your bus. Um, uh, you know, also the, you know, the standard camping gear, uh, some wet weather gear, some snow gear, uh, definitely snow gear, um, some survival gear just in case. Sure. Uh, a good first aid kit, um, a couple good come alongs and, and know how to use them. Now, do you ever put chains on? Do you get to a point where sometimes you got to oh, put yeah. chains on? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, usually I bring a, a, another spare set of rims with chains already mounted. Oh, okay, so you just swap out your tires. Yep, I can just jack up the bus, 10 lug nuts, put it back down, the chains are on, they're fitted, they're tight, and let's go. So you bring like a battery-powered, uh, uh, cor- um, like a like an impact? Ba- battery-powered? No, <laughs> no, we do, I me personally, I'm... I try to do everything, you know, quasi period correct. Oh, so you're rules. you're keeping it as old school as possible. Yeah. What what did they have in '67, man? Oh, you I know? get it. Uh, now I get it. So you're keeping you're trying to keep technology of '67 there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to you know, limit you know old school chains, uh, 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 all hand tools, you know, floor jack, you know, just yeah, the standard old school, you know, CB radio. Nice. And that's another that's another thing I tell everybody get your if you're planning on showing up to the Shasta snow trip you better have a CB uh, uh, on your rig that can get channel two because uh, that that's where we're that's where we are uh, um, yeah yeah that uh, yeah just you know uh, and then cost wise you know you know it, it's I've seen guys do, you know, do the trip on, you know, the money they had in their pockets, uh, uh, you know, bumming gas, bumming food, um, uh, to other guys that are, you know, every time they stop, they're buying a full meal and you gassing up stuff. Uh, I'd say you could probably do the trip, you know, gas money and five, $600 maybe. Yeah. And that, that's, that's living good, you know, and, and, uh, uh, yeah, there's some, some years I've done the trip just on, I mean, I've lived out of my bus the whole time, packed all my own food and it just cost me gas money, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, it's definitely uh, something you want to be prepared for, especially going to be out in the cold. I guess there's no shortage of warm things, wool socks and coveralls and, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of the, the little pocket warmers and stuff yeah. like that. And, and layers on my, layers. Yeah. I, I bring, you know, two, two, two sleeping bags just in case. Cause we, we've had some, we, we camped out and it was, you know, it was freezing we're camping in the snow and it's freezing when you go to sleep and it's uh, even, even more frozen in the morning. Everything is just crusted over and uh, you're sitting there shivering and shaking. And guess what? You're going to hop in your ice cold bus and go rip it down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you do? You know? Now do you got a heater in your bus? Uh, just the stock, stock heater. Well, a stock heater in a single cab works pretty well. Yep. Yeah, and that's why that's my that and that's my uh, secret uh, weapon. <laughs> vehicle through. vehicle of choice. Vehicle of choice is a single cab. Yeah, but you camp but, but, in the back. 
Yeah, I've got a hoop kit on it, and I just throw a, a, a big tarp over everything. And I got my little, my little, uh, uh, you know, my little camper, my little, my little uh, chuck wagon in the back, you know. Nice. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, just it's it's just it's like a Rolling Dead, uh, Grateful Dead concert. Volkswagen show, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, swap meet uh, on the go, you know. And I'm sure that you know it's your, it's your typical VW experience where you're going to have people from all different walks of life and all different all different locations in the world, and you know, especially from all over the country. But I yeah. think uh, you know it, it's the hardcore enthusiasts. I think it, I, it, honestly, so many people nowadays are looking for an experience. And I think this is something that definitely offers an experience, you know, I mean, whether it's going to be, and, and I think that's the thing to go into it with, like, don't go into it expecting it to be some catered posh situation. Like yeah. you're going to be out there roughing it and it's going to be man and machine against nature. And you uh, are going to be, you are going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> and if you can be comfortable being uncomfortable, then this is probably the trip for you because it's, it's all about the story. It's all about the experience. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it truly is. And, and, and like I said before, it, the trip is what you make of it. And we, like I said, we've had people do the trip once and they, I'm never coming back. You know, ill prepared. Uh, the guy that showed up in shorts and flip flops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had that too. Yeah, yeah. Corey Yo showed up, uh, shorts and flip flops the whole trip, and he, you know, he's coming again this year. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the stories are endless. Uh, the campfire camaraderie, uh, uh, you know, friends for life. You know, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, it's like a it's like a short term prison sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You guys all you know, serve. You served your time. You do your time, and then you get to go home at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I you know yeah. I I do a trip that's uh, pretty much nothing like that in Mexico and side by sides, and we do it like a thousand mile loop in Mexico. But it's one of those things where it's like in the group of you know eight eight cars that you'll have in your thing. It's like everybody's got spare parts, everybody's got spare fuel, yeah. everybody's got yeah food packs and all that stuff. And we're, and it's one of those things where like no man left behind, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, yep. And, and, and you hope for the best, you plan for the worst, Yep. but it's, yeah. it's the, it's the experiences, the breakdowns, it's all that stuff that kind of brings oh, yeah. that group tighter together, you know? Yeah. In, in, in 2014, uh, I, 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 I shattered my transmission in half. I saw a picture of that. The transmission just split right in half. Coming out of a riverbed, or coming, we, we camped out uh, night before, and we were just trying to get out of a riverbed, and uh, mud, river rocks. Uh, I'm bouncing and bucking, and all of a sudden my bus. I had my little single cab wrapped up like 3,000, 3,000, 3,500 RPM mm -hmm. first year bouncing, trying to get out of this riverbed. Well, my bus landed, it was hopping and it landed in the, the, you know, the, the tires locked and it all translated up through the transmission and the ring and pinion decided they didn't like each other anymore. And it, 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 it cracked 
the uh, the the housing in half. Yeah, that's insane. And it sounded like it sounded like it popped out of first gear, but it but like a hundred times that you know that that <laughs> that, 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 that bam! Bam! and I was like, oh wow, and, and every, uh, all the guys that were there because we were kind of walking our buses one up at a time. They're like, kill your motor, kill your motor. You blew your motor up. And I'm like, well, my motor's still running, and I, I just didn't have any gears. Right. And uh, my buddy Lou crawled underneath. He goes, oh, you broke your nose cone. And then uh, Richard Kimbrough crawled under my bus, and he goes, I can see your ring and pinion. Oh, no way. And I mean, And once I heard that, my gut dropped because I didn't have a transmission with me. Oh, man. We're in the middle of the Mendocino forest in a riverbed, middle of nowhere, and my transmission's in two pieces. Wow. And I've got to be home in two days. That's insane. And so, and so what happened? Obviously, you got to drop it and swap it right there, right? So we get out and, well, let's check out the damage. And uh, there's, there's a group of, I think it was only there's a group of five or six buses at that point. It was just a little pod that we'd broken off the other pack of people. And we kinda all look at each other and go, Well, what do you want to do, Lance? And it's like we could you know, we could push it up to the road and we can tow you to a major road and uh your trip's over or we can start pulling the motor out and try to find a transmission. And I was like, you know what? Uh, let's pull the motor out and see how bad it is. And, uh, we pulled it out and, and I remember Richard Kimbrough, uh, little rusty bus. Uh, he looked at me, he's all, what's your order? And I go, what's my order? And he's all, what do you want? What, what, what do you want? And I go, I want an axle to axle small net transmission. He's like, okay. And he hopped in his bus and drove away. Where'd he go to? He went to our friend Christopher Moore, uh, who lived in Willits, and his uh, bus collector, uh, parts guy, split bus guru, and we just we we knew Christopher has he's just got a if anybody's going to have a a, a, a axle to axle smonet transmission sitting around, it's going to be Richard. Or, or um, a Christopher. Yeah. So Richard Kimbrell hopped in his bus, drove. Uh, gosh, I think all said and done, he was gone for probably about five hours. Wow. So in that time, we pulled my motor, pulled my transmission, disassembled everything. I mean, this is middle of nowhere, riverbed. Uh. You know, we're laughing, drinking, barbecuing. We made it into a party. Right. <laughs> which, you know, other people, it would be just devastating. The trip's over. We turn that transmission blow into a full-on party. Yeah. Uh, so five hours, five, six hours later, Kimbrough comes back. There it is. Uh, transmission, axle to axle. Slop it in. We had a couple little little headaches with it. And never uh, it never just drops right in. Never just drops right in. Yeah. I mean, I have the sixty three six month only D drum <laughs> transmission. Of course, of course you do. 
<laughs> yeah, and we had to figure out how to get it to jive up to this early. And uh, Charlie Hamill was on the trip that year. It even kind of stumped him. Yeah. On how to put it back together, you know, see old Charlie over there going, hmm, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Uh, but we made it happen. I think it was probably about all said and done. I think I was down for about about seven hours and put the transmission in, motor back in, and I drove it up that hill and drove it all the way to Shasta that night. Nice. And that, that, to me, it was humbling because I'm one of those guys, I'm a control freak when it comes to my cars, my motors, my transmissions, my front ends. I do all my own work. Right. I build my own motors. I assemble my own transaxles. I'm a one-man show. That was the first time, the first time I've let ever let anyone else wrench on my bus. Nice. Well, it's, you and know... It, it's the camaraderie, it was, you know, it's the, yeah, yeah. these guys, these, and it was, they're down to help. Yeah. And it was finally, and I had done by that time I had done the trip five or six times prior. And I was always the guy, you know, somebody breaks down, I'm jumping out. I can fix that. Oh, I've got that part. Yeah. And it was just a payback for all those times, you know, all those times. Well, on my first trip, like I told you when Damon's transmission blew up. Yeah. Uh, I get out and five minutes later I've got gear oil all over my hands because I'm pulling the side gears out. I'm pulling his, his, his uh, reduction boxes apart. That's just what you do on the trip. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a, a bonding experience for the people that go and, and there's a specific, it's a specific type of camaraderie you gain by go, going through some, quasi-traumatic experience together and overcoming something that seems, you know, insurmountable. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, if you're looking for funny. that, it's the perfect yeah, trip for looking, you. If you're looking for <laughs> some good near-death experiences, <laughs> this is the trip for you. Well, I think... Have, have you had guys take early stock stock buses, like 36-horse buses on it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've had guys... Uh, Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think Nobody bold enough for a 25 horse, is there? Uh, there's been some 36s on the trip. Yeah. Um, I think the oldest bus was a 55 uh, that's done the trip. 55 or a 54 has done the trip. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's people that, you know, uh, uh, old Sean Dorman did the trip in his beautiful uh, – uh, dub blue Westy that, that should not have been on the trip, but he did the trip in it. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you listen, my, my philosophy with these cars is build them and drive them. Don't be, yeah. you know, yeah. with every little scratch and Nick, it's just a battle scar of its experience. You know what I mean? You, you try to, oh, yeah. you try to avoid that stuff. I mean, you don't do it intentionally, but if it happens and, and you're doing it and it happens while you're driving, you know, my, bro my brother and I were racing up Cajon pass in our buses and he ran over a tire tread, smacked me right in the front of the nose of my bus. But what are you going to do? We were having fun. It was on Facebook live too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it's just like that. That's, that's what, yeah, you, you gotta, that's that, it. Uh, and, you're going to get, so, you're going to get battle scars. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and and, uh, and that 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 is definitely part of the trip. I mean, I've I've uh, in 2016, um, my buddy Conrad and Eric they rolled their bus off of 
200-some-odd-foot cliff Oof. in front of me. Wow. And... Are they okay? Yeah, that that was hard. That was hard. Uh, uh, middle of nowhere, midnight. Uh, we were actually driving to the rampage spot. And uh, um, unfortunately, they, they were trying to keep up with Brian. And Brian was driving a little too fast and I actually didn't, I didn't see him go off, but, uh, we had to actually backtrack and find him. Oh, uh, wow. We're on fire, fire trails, middle of nowhere. And we saw these headlights shooting up out of a ravine mm-hmm. and pull over. And there's Conrad, uh, climbing out just, you know, side of a cliff, climbing up the side of a cliff, grabbing on brush eyes as big as dinner plates and we had to deal you know his, his buddy eric uh uh was thrown from the bus dislocated shoulder Oof. Uh, yeah and, and here we are hours hours from hospital no cell reception uh yeah we had to deal with that carnage right there and then it was like okay well, and this is before the trip started this was this was this is on our way to start the trip. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, what kind of omen is this? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a rough trip, brother. It's going to be a rough trip. This is how it, we haven't even started it yet. Wow. But we, we loaded him into my buddy uh, Joe Porter's bus, and Joe drove him to the nearest hospital. And we, we made the trip. It, it sucked. We, we went back the next day, and we actually stripped uh, – uh, Conrad's bus right on the side of the mountain. Wow. Motor transmission. We pulled it out and, uh, and then we, then we started the trip after that. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the ugly part of the trip and, and I've seen the ugly part of the trip where, where I, I, you know, I, well, you I know, didn't think I was, didn't think I was going to make it home, but I made it home. One of those, yeah. you know, something like that also brings to mind, you know, my, when my brother and I were on that rally a few years back and you don't have, you don't think about things like adjusting your headlights until you're hauling the mail down a fire lane road at 50 miles an hour and your headlights yeah. are only shooting 20 feet in front of your car. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. And, yeah. And, and then right out of the gate, you're out driving your headlights which doesn't give you any reaction time, you know? No. In, in, in a split bus. Yeah. With, with, uh, you know, you know, uh, 1960s technology. Yeah. Uh, uh underneath your feet. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a different, different kind of adrenaline. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, so now how do we, so if some listeners out there want to get set up, how do they get in touch with you? Where do they go? The, the, we used to have a big tread on the Samba and that's kind of fittered off. And we used to have an email group, and that's kind of fizzled off. Now, basically, it's uh, it's basically on Facebook. So uh, we've got the Shasta Snow Trip uh, uh, page. So Facebook group, and if people want to be part of that, they request to be on there, and then they can get a lot yep. of questions answered and a lot of the details yeah. figured out. You can just sit and watch the trip from your keyboard and your, your monitor at home. Nice. Uh, or you can, you know, we, we've had guys, it's, it's, it's their life calling, man. They just, 
my buddy Spencer, he, he saw, <clears throat> he told me as a kid, he saw a, a video of it when he was in high school. <clears throat> and he was just like, what in the heck are those guys doing? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and this is back in the early 2000s, and uh, uh, I helped him build his first Shasta bus. You know, from a, a dead carcass laying in the field to, you know, pitching it sideways on the Shasta snow trip. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, and that's just a great experience just to bring it back from from dead. You know, to yeah. to let this bus be able to take some person and have some coupled experience with them by being able to bring the bus back to life and then also bring an experience to, to the owner of that thing, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, and then that's a uh, uh, little camo special is, is, uh, is the bus we did it with and, and it, and, and we built it specifically to do the snow trip with. Yeah. And that, that's all, that's all that bus is for is for doing the snow trip. Well, that's great, man. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and filling us in with the Shasta snow trip because I always had a lot of questions about it. And every time I looked at pictures, I thought like, man, that looks cold, but it looks fun, you know, and uh, I definitely uh, would love to be able to do it one day. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe next year, 2022, I might, uh, I might have a vehicle fitting for that trip because right now my buses are all lowered and, uh, you know spend a uh, a little a, a couple of weeks raising one up or maybe pick up another bus before then who knows um yeah oh yeah i mean even just riding riding shotgun on it is is an experience yeah uh uh, uh, uh in itself uh, let alone driving your own but like i said it, it's it's not the race that it used to be when it first began because well, one we're not in our 20s anymore and these aren't $500 buses anymore. Right. So, uh, yeah, there's still guys pushing the limits on them and stuff, and accidents do happen. But for the most part, uh, you know, it, it's mellowed out a little bit over the years. Yeah, uh, so. And, 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 uh, and so have I, too. You know? And don't be too, so don't be too freaked out that you're going to be in a crazy drag race. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, more no, of it's, a it's, the the mode has been from first there to let's all make it there type thing. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's just survive this thing so we have something to talk about, you know. Well, cool. And so the face, so you got the Facebook page for people that are interested. And is there? Yeah, that's the snow trip uh, 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 Facebook page group. Is okay. The one to join up to if you want more information. You can the Samba forums in the Split Bus forums. There, there's an SST page that. Uh, years and years and years old with tons and tons of information uh, that you can archive there. Uh, pull up uh, YouTube, put in Shasta Snow Trip, put in SST, and just keep clicking the videos, and you'll see from the Flying Pamper, uh, Jumping Lose Bus, yeah. to uh, 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 River Crossings, to... You know, uh, 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 yeah, it's it, 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 there's some good ar ar archived uh, uh, videos and, and pictures out there. 
Well, very cool. Very cool. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, getting everybody filled in on this stuff. And uh, we'll definitely put a link to the Facebook page on the details in the podcast. And also, uh, as we've been talking, I've been snagging some pictures off your Facebook so that I can put those out there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. On, put them all up. Put on the blog up. page as well. So uh, definitely. And, and I'm and I'm, I'm here. I'm writing your, your – I'm putting you to 2022. I'm putting your name down right now. That's it, man. Listen, Let's Talk <laughs> Dubs will be out there, man. <laughs> That's it. You're on the list. Listen, I'm, 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 I, it sounds like a great time, man. I mean, I love it. So, uh, definitely not something I'm scared to do. I've driven my bus plenty of miles, but, uh, you know, I just gotta be my, my biggest in my head, my biggest challenge for this trip would be the water crossings. You know what I mean? You gotta figure hey, what's, oh, yeah. what is the trick to sealing the bottom of that pan, that, uh, splash pan. I don't know. Just, yeah, you know, I tell everybody you better have a good, uh, you know, the splash pan, the pedal pan. But just uh, I don't seal it up. Just make sure all the all the screws and nuts are tight on it. But you'll still get water. I mean, I've had wet feet. I've had water running through my my floor. You know, where my pedal assembly is coming out of the heater duct. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. That's another thing. Yeah, you go through the water crossing. You got to turn your heater off because if not, you just get the instant uh, steam bath. Yeah, and your, your windows fog up and you're done. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah, we've had guys go into ditches because of that. They go through the river crossing. They can't see the road, but they have to keep going, and they drive right into a ditch. And uh, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. But uh, the river crossings, yeah, they can be they can be a little nerve-wracking the first couple times. But once you kind of get a, a feel for them, and that's what, you know, you see uh, pictures of the buses that have done the trip, and they all have ropes and uh, uh, toe straps on the nose because guess what? You you might have to use that. Yeah, there's no question about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's great, man. Lance, I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we'll for sure uh, – we'll, we'll do this again, and we'll maybe get a we'll maybe get a uh, – a follow-up after the snow trip this year, and you might bring us back some adventure stories of the uh, Shasta snow trip 2021. I will. I, I would love to. I would love to. No, absolutely, Lance. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we, we will talk to you again. All right, my man. Thank you. So if you're man enough, looks like you'll have to go on the Shasta snow trip. I got my buddy Jason Dunkel to thank for this podcast because he got me Lance's information and we were able to do the podcast. So shout out to my boy Jason Dunkel for being there for me and getting me uh, Lance's information. But great podcast. Sounds like one unbelievable trip and I would love to be part of that someday. So if you guys are down, reach out to Lance on his Facebook page. And uh, remember, support your favorite podcast by putting a five-star review or buying some merch. Until next week, guys, later. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have a